We are in week three of our series called God Is, and we've been looking at what God is really like. We've been looking at characteristics of God, and not just characteristics of God. It's one thing to just talk about God and talk about the characteristics of God, but it's another thing to talk about how that affects our lives. So the week one, we talked about the fact that God is present, that there's nowhere you can run, there's nowhere you can hide, there's nowhere that you can go, that God isn't already in that place, that God isn't already there. And hopefully that brings you some hope as you go through life, as you go through your week, and you find yourself in hard times, you find yourself in good times, you find yourselves in situations that are hard and you don't know how you're going to get through them. Hopefully you can remind yourself that God is there with you in those situations. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the fact that God is love. And that's kind of maybe a weird topic to talk about for some of you. I know for one of the boys groups, everybody just went blank and didn't want to talk about it and didn't know what to talk about when it came to love. But the fact is that all of us come from different situations. All of us have different uh, lives that we live, different families that we come from, and love means different things to different people. But the fact is that God wants to have a relationship with you and wants to have a relationship with you so badly that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to bridge that gap, to make a way for us to have a relationship with him. So when we find ourselves in those moments, both good and bad in our lives, that, that we can know and we can talk to God and that he can be there with us. And this week we're going to build on those two things and we're going to talk about the fact that God is unchanging, that God never changes. As I've grown up, as I've grown older, one of the things that's changed the most about me, other than me getting way more better looking, is, it's the glasses, I know, it's fine, uh, is my taste in food. When I was growing up, the thing that I wanted more than anything every night when I came home from school was meat and potatoes. It's my European upbringing. It's, it's the way that my mom cooked. Very simple food, but very, very yummy. Just potatoes with butter and salt and pepper and some form of meat. And my mom would always make sure there's something green on the plate, because apparently that's healthy. And so we would have that, and that would be our meal. <clears throat> and as I grew up, my favorite form of meat and potatoes was a bacon cheeseburger and fries. And my... My comfort level with bacon cheeseburgers and fries um, made things kind of weird because as I started dating and me and Melody would go out to restaurants, we would go and try new places and stuff. If I went to a place that I've never been before, I would have to try the burger. So it got weird when we moved to Ontario when we went to this place called Eastside Mario's. Do you guys, have you guys ever heard of that place? It's a, it's a pasta joint. It's an Italian place. But they had a burger on the menu, and I'd never tried it, so I had to get the burger. And I don't think it's because I was stubborn. I don't think it's because I, was, I didn't like trying new things. There was just some comfort that I found in the consistency of a burger. It didn't matter where I went, that most places were not, weren't going to mess up a bun and a burger and cheese and I'm just getting hungry just talking about this right now. It's so good. So I went with what I knew. I went with what was unchanging, what I could trust. And I think this is the thing I want you to catch tonight as we talk about burgers and we move to talking about God. That we can find comfort in God's consistency. That there is a hope and a stability that is found in the fact 
that God does not change. The first point tonight is this, that it's not possible. Each and every day we are constantly making decisions and choices. What to eat, what to wear, whether we brush our teeth, who we talk to, whether we put deodorant on or even shower in the morning, whether we do our homework, how we respect our parents or our siblings, how we react to different situations, how we respond to people, whether we share the things that are going on in our lives, or whether we close ourselves off and keep things to ourselves. I would say that most of the decisions that we make consistently are based on who we are, our own personalities, how we were raised, and what we believe. And we, as human beings, literally have the ability to make a complete 180, to choose something one day and the next day decide to choose the polar opposite, to change the course and direction of our lives, to reinvent ourselves, how people perceive us, even change our preferences. See, you might be like me, someone that just likes ordering the same thing all the time, and then you get introduced to somebody who forces you to try new things, like Melody. And then you find other things that you never knew you liked. Like, have you guys heard of this thing called guacamole? Guacamole is the best. I mean, it's made out of this really weird green avocado thing, but it's delicious. I love guacamole now. Or how about Brussels sprouts? Anybody? See, I was, some of you that don't like Brussels sprouts, I was there. But then I learned that you could make Brussels sprouts with bacon, and I was, I was sold. I still remember the look on my mom's face when I went home one day, and I said, Mom, I love Brussels sprouts. And she just about dropped on the floor because she couldn't believe the fact that I loved Brussels sprouts now. Or maybe feta cheese. Feta cheese tastes good on just about everything. You don't believe me now, but your tastes are going to change. Your preferences are going to change. The things that you like are going to change. But here's, here's the point. Even though, even though we have the ability to change our preferences and our choices, even though we can completely reinvent ourselves, God never changes. In fact, it is impossible for God to change. Listen to this verse, James 1.17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. See, the influences that cause change in our lives have no effect on God. He will never be stronger or weaker than he is at this moment. His knowledge and wisdom will never increase nor decrease. God does not compromise or change his values. He is always the same. There is no change in his character or his purpose or his plans. The fact that God never changes is necessary for his perfection. See, if anything changes, it must change for better or worse. Because a change that makes no difference is not a change. But God, since he is perfect, he does not need anything added or taken away from who he is. What he was millions of ages before the earth was created is the same as he is right now. And the way that he is right now is the same way he will be millions of ages after we are all off of this planet. Life and its uncertainties may shake us, but God does not move. We have the ability to change, but God is unchanging. 
We talk about this idea of the master plan. Psalm 33, verse 11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Since the creation of the world, God has been on a mission. God has been on a mission to have a relationship with you and with me, with all of his creation. It's his master plan. And there is something so amazing that his master plan includes each and every one of us. The fact is that God has shown all his cards. I said this a couple weeks ago, and he's revealed everything he's going to reveal about his plan. Nothing is hidden to us anymore. So that also means that the expectations that he has for each one of us doesn't change as well. The ways we interact and communicate with God don't change. And once we accept God into our lives, when we allow him into the daily rhythms of our lives, there are some real truths that never change. God will always be a part of our lives. We are promised eternity in heaven with God. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will provide for us. He will comfort us. See, God, before the creation of the world, set this master plan in motion. And there is literally nothing that can derail God's master plan of having a relationship with his creation. It just comes down to whether we are able to respond to that plan. The last point is this, truth and guidance. I used to love doing math. When I was in elementary school, I was good at math. <clears throat> and, I, and I loved it because I was, I was good at it. My teacher had these, um, these 8 and a half by 14 sheets of paper with 100 questions on them. There was one for addition, one for subtraction, one for multiplication, and one for division. 100 questions. You got one minute to do as many questions as you could. And if you got to a point where you could do all 100 all correct, 100% in a minute, you never had to do that test again for the rest of the year. And you'd get your name put on the sheet and she would pin it on the wall underneath the blackboard. And I remember each year early on in the year, by about October or November, me getting all four of them done and then not having to do them for the rest of the year. I participated in math competitions. I know that sounds super geeky, but as an elementary school student, I loved math. So fast forward to grade 10, and what I like to call the year of, what? Rip. Fast forward to grade 10, and the death of my love for math. I had, I had a teacher who seemed like an okay guy at the beginning of the year, but as, the more he taught us math, the more confused I got. The more he showed us ways to do these new concepts and these new problems and these new equations, the, the more I felt my grasp on math leaving. And I would, I would do exactly what he said, and I couldn't get the answer right. And it made me super frustrated and confused. The lack of consistently led me to despise a subject that I actually loved. And I am so thankful that, my, that God is not like my grade 10 math teacher. I'm so thankful that God is not like my grade 10 math teacher. That God is clear, that God is consistent, that God is unchanging in his message to us. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says this, The grass, grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. God has given us the Bible to read, to study, to memorize, to remember. 
That we don't have to go searching for what God wants, for what God expects, or how God wants us to respond. He's given us the Bible in its entirety. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing yet to be revealed. It's all right there. We don't have to wonder if God still loves us, if God still cares about us, if he still wants a relationship with us. There's this verse in Romans 8, 38 to 39, that says this, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That sounds pretty unchanging. That seems like God's going to great lengths to keep that relationship with us on the best level possible. We talked about trajectories. We talked about the fact that either you're on a course towards God or you're on a course away from God. Those are your two choices. Either you're making choices this way or you're making choices this way. And I love that in the midst of having to make those decisions that God is consistent and he is unchangeable. There are so many things in this life that can seem so uncertain, so many choices and decisions that can weigh on us. And I'm so thankful that through all of that, through all of the wonder and the mystery and the confusion and the uncertainty of the decisions and the things that go on in our lives, that God is consistent, that God is unchangeable, that God is present with us, that God loves us, and that love and that presence is unchangeable. Psalm 62, verse 2 says, He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. When I think about that verse and the fact that it talks about a rock or a fortress, I'm thinking about massive castles that have stood the test of time for thousands of years that still stand, that still are in the same place where they were built, that their foundation is secure, that they have been unchanging and unwavering throughout all of history. We can find strength and comfort and stability and truth and support in God's consistency. Many of you are going through all kinds of stuff. You're teenagers, you have uh, all kinds of things, decisions, people you're dealing with, homework, school. You guys are tired, you're getting close to Christmas break. Some of you are at Mark's cutoff. There's a lot of things going on in your life But I hope that you can hold firm to some of these things that we've been talking about. That we talked about God's presence, that we talked about God's love. But even those things are unchangeable. They are things that you can count on. They're consistent. And God wants to be there for you in all the things that are going on in your life. So let's pray. God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the fact that you are unchanging. That we don't have to question whether you are happy or sad or mad or even wanting to have a relationship with us, God. That we read these verses and we can hold tightly to the fact that you are going to great lengths to have a relationship with us, to keep up your end of the bargain, God. And I just pray tonight that we would think about how we want to respond. And not just how we respond tonight, God, but how we respond tomorrow when we're back in the regular routine of life. How we respond when we're walking down the hallways of the schools, when we're at work, when we're at home with our family, when we're with our friends. God, that it's a constant choice 
and a battle for us to keep you present in our lives, for us to choose. And so we just pray that tonight as we go to small group that we would have some good discussion about what it means for you to be unchanging and what that means in our lives. God, we thank you so much for how much you love us and you care for us, that you love us and care for us so much that you would send your son to die on the cross, God. We just thank you for all this in your name. Amen.